this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Survivor Buffs, Blindsides and Banter podcast. This is the podcast made by superfans with superfans for superfans. I'm your host, Buckles, and with me I've got my mate, Mac. Mac, how you doing? That's my man. I'm going well. Um, about as good as Caleb's going right now. What a, what a moment for him. What a huge, what a huge tribal council that was. What a, what an epic moment in the new era. The first, really like the first effective shot in the dark played and wow, 11 votes cancelled. It's historic. Yeah, look, this is the, like, this is, it hits, it hits, and it hits, and it makes the TV, it makes the TV the production of Wanted since bringing in the shot in the dark. Yeah. Um, it, it was brilliant, it's, uh, he's nullified 11 votes, is this the most votes nullified in an episode? Yeah, I know, without, without doubt, sure, 11 votes is crazy, like, to have every single person voting for you is just outrageous, a merge of 13 is a lot of numbers anyway, and then to cop every vote, it's just... It's just, yeah, it's mind-blowing that there was no vote anywhere else just in case this happened, you know. You, you think one person might have the forethought and say, if you play shot in the dark, one vote could decide this. Throw some vote somewhere else. Um, crazy that it didn't happen that way, but good on him, Bart. Like, he sort of backs against the wall, knew he was copying a lot from Emily telling him that, but to play it and then, look, he just picked up the scroll. It's a one-in-six chance, but still, it's, it's just, it makes for good TV, I think. I think that's what we've all wanted. Jeff's wanted this for the last five seasons now, and finally we get it. Yeah, look, um, I, let's just d- dig into the shot in the dark a little bit and sort of the history since it's been introduced in uh, season 41. So, so far we've got two hits and eight misses. Like most people that play it go home. So it's it's really, it's an obvious tool to use when you know you're definitely going home. And this is sort of what they brought in for, for the for the... For the time when it's it's just it's going to be all against you, you know you're like last. It's like a last roll of the dice, you know. It's literally a shot in the dark, as we've said before. And um, yeah, definitely. And to see it happen like this in such a way, and like just the number of votes is just insane. When they keep pulling them out, it's Caleb. Caleb is like last vote, and it's Caleb again. I was, I was like, what? Because obviously Caleb can't vote. So I just I just thought someone would cop another vote just for this reason. But yeah, just to have the power. But no, no one, no one did. Just to have crazy. The- yeah, Sifu even says in his uh, voting confessional, this could change the game. And it turns out it <laughs> did, just not the way he realised. Yeah, yeah. It's just, um, so, so far we've got two hits, eight misses. That's one in five chance, not one in six so far. Uh, Jay Meyer, I do respect that she voted for Caleb. She is the only one that it's beneficial to vote for someone else. But at the same time, she, her name's on the chopping block. She knows she's heard... People have been talking, so it is in her best interest to vote someone else out just in case it's a split vote and the numbers are on that. Yeah. Yeah, I do think there's an opportunity there for her to just take a bit of control and just try a vote in the other six on Emily or something because it's so easy to hide in those numbers when there's 11 votes to say, oh, that wasn't me. Like, it's so hard to find out who who actually put, if it was another vote, who put that out there. So I just think opportunity missed and, yeah, she's gone home for it. But, um, yeah, look, it's self-preservation is key, especially when the, the numbers are up in the air. And I think, yeah, there's a chance there to do something and she didn't take it. She she didn't take it, but nobody took it. And she doesn't know if anyone else has not taken it. I respect her move to vote Caleb. At the same time, yes, 
in a perfect world in hindsight, she's like, why the fuck didn't I vote Emily or why the fuck didn't I vote someone else? Mm. But in that moment, she doesn't know what's happening and it could be something as simple as she gets half the votes, Caleb gets half the votes, her vote gets it over the edge. So she has made the right move here, I believe. Yeah, look, I guess if you don't know all the information and she's sort of on the bottom of a lot of things, so she maybe she's not getting clear information about 11 votes going one way. So you, you can't be sure and you don't want to take that chance if it's split. So I, I do get that, but yeah, it's, yeah. I guess that's, that's sort of Jay Meyer. She's not that type of player, I guess, to take that risk and do something. So yeah. Um, let's talk about Caleb not going home and who is actually in trouble with their games now. Who is most affected by him still staying in the game? I just want to mention, after he was safe, the only people I saw go up to him were old former Reba going up to him. There wasn't any Bello. Bello was scrambling, trying to work out who they're voting for. And the only people going up to Caleb is like Sifu and Drew and Austin. So I'd, I'd say... The people that are in most trouble from this is Bello Barkatora. Yeah, I mean, you have to think so. I think they were just sort of going up there just to mend fences and and sort of get him back on side. Like, it was a great move. You want to to high-five him for that, even though you just voted for him. But I think what we saw in the episode was Caleb was already sort of leaning the Reba Reba way. We see this thing with Bruce and, and Caleb butting heads about Caleb's trying to do too much, you know. He's trying to be too social. And Bruce is like, well, are you with us? You should be with us, you know. Um, which I thought Bruce did not handle that well. But it did seem to me that Caleb was leaning more Reba's side before the Reba and Bello got on the same page. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I don't think Katora is in the firing line from this. I think she can swing this quite easily. Uh, but Bruce, who was already at the top of the hit list, we can some could say that if uh, the other team lost it probably would have been Bruce going home yeah. or he would have had at least have to use his idol. But like Bellow was his swap tribe they, and they've just thrown him under the bus. As soon as merge hits, he can understand why everyone else did what they did. Old Reba, even Emily Katora, he can understand those people because they had to go with the numbers, but working Working with the old Bellow is almost impossible because he's going to find out Bruce was the one in charge of his blind side, uh, in, in charge of getting him out. And Bellow's pretty much declared war on him. Yeah, well, I'm not so sure. And I have a feeling he wins this. I have a feeling he wins this. Yeah, I just think because he's hearing information from, from Emily and she's hearing information from Drew. So so does Emily just think Drew's the one pushing this or is Drew throwing Bruce under the bus? It's, it's hard to say. I don't think we actually saw that. Maybe we did, or maybe I missed it, but it depends yeah. where the information comes from to Caleb. So I know that we see, um, was it, I think Katura's gone to Caleb and said, you know, Bruce is against you now. I think, I'm pretty sure we see yeah. that. Yeah. So he might be hearing that, but when he hears from Emily that Drew threw out his name, he's sort of not really got anyone left. I do think he's going to be safe for a bit, but at the same time, when 11 people vote for you, it's very easy just to do that again because like why? Why wouldn't you just? Try, you want, everyone wanted this target out. Every single person in the game wanted Caleb gone. What's what's the difference next week? Why why would this not be the case again? I I think Emily hearing it from Drew and then go is just sort of the first time she hears it, like the first time that she sort of gets worried. When you've got twelve people all voting for the same person, 
everyone's talking about this. So Emily's heard it, definitely heard it from Bello. She's definitely heard it from Reba. Um, she's probably closer with Reba. So she believes it a bit better there. But as soon as she goes and tells Caleb and says, you're shot in the dark level in trouble. Yeah. Which I, I love that. You're shot in the dark level in trouble. Like he goes straight to Reba and throws Bruce under the bus. He's got an idol. Watch out for him. I think it's Reba that comes out better from this, even though they lost Jay Meyer. Yeah, no, that's fair because he did go to them. So, so he's trying to build that bridge. And like you said, as soon as, he, as soon as they were starting to scramble, at least they went up to Caleb to try and build that again. So he probably will go with them. But like, would it surprise me if everyone just got back on board with the Caleb boat? No, it wouldn't. But um, we see next week that they're splitting. It looks like they're going to go to two different tribes again and vote for two people out. So unless it's a joint 12-person tribal council, I don't think so. I think it'd be six and six again because that's what we love in the new era. You know, we love those small tribe yeah. votes because they're those so good. Small tribe votes. Yeah. yeah. I, the, my reasoning why I actually think Caleb might sort of get away with this scot-free for a little bit and why I did bring up that I actually think he almost wins the war with Bello. I know it's him versus Bello, but obviously we're brought up. Bello, Reba, it's coming. The war's coming next week, um, whether that does or not. It's just Bello hasn't gone to tribal council. Only Kendra out of the whole of Bello went to tribal council. And we know, like, this is day 13. This is halfway through the game. We know how much you need that practice, that scrambling practice. The reason that... Emily and Caleb have done so well in this game. Yes, obviously it shot him in the ass today, but they just haven't had the practice. Whereas Reba has had a little bit, all of Reba. Mm. Lulu's obviously day. had it. Yeah. So, like, let's like predominantly Bello didn't go to the um, to tribal till quotations marks the merge. Yeah, yeah, it's something... We, and that puts them on the back foot. Yeah, we, we see it time and time again over the years. The, sm- the tribes that get whittled down, you know, the, the Matt Singh of it all with Malcolm and Denise, they, the, the more they go to tribal, they get a sense for how it actually works and how to, I guess, how to pitch the fake plans and stuff and just understand where numbers are. And it, it happens all the time. And I want to touch on that because I think the whole new era with the three tribes thing, as fun as it's been, I hate the fact that we've gone to merge now and there's four people who attended their first tribal council at Merge. Like, that is not... Like, this is sucks. Like, they're, they're cruising through the game. I don't like that. I like... If there's two tribes, generally both tribes will go to tribal council almost every time. And that's what you want. You want people to experience this stuff and not just cruise halfway through the game without having to do anything. I know, like, they're still making TV and they're doing the strategizing, but until you actually have to vote, it's so cruisy for them. And it's just not... It's, it's not good, like... I don't enjoy that. I want them to be tested at tribal council at least sort of every second week. And we're not getting that in this new era because usually one tribe can dominate. And in this season, we've seen two tribes dominate and it's just not, it's not what you want. You know, you want to see, you want to see people at tribal and seeing how good they actually are at survivor rather than cruising to the merge, having to do nothing. And then all of a sudden they don't, not that good at survivor and they, and they struggle. Yeah, I, I completely agree. We've got 13 days gone. And these guys are lighting their fire. We've got 14 days left. That's half the game. This is, that's, that's half the game. We've had now six people voted out in 13 days. We have another 10 people, no, sorry, nine people that have to be voted out in the next 14 days. 
Like, they've got to pick up and they've got to hit the ground running fast. Why is this not spread out? Why isn't the merge a little bit earlier if you're going to merge at 13? Why why isn't it at t- the 10th day or something? Why is this more spread out? But now they're pretty much having to go to tribal council average one and a half days. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. That's that's such That's so full on. And the mental frustration, everything from that, and these guys don't have practice. They haven't had the chance. Yeah. Good on them for winning, but it's just not it's just not good enough. And they're probably gonna get decimated. Bello is gonna get decimated. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. Like I think, yeah, certainly Caleb and Emily have a huge advantage having been a tribal and also being just a two. In in a tribe of like two two two, two lots of five and there are two, they're just less threatening until obviously we see what happens this episode where people realise that. But they're definitely having that experience at tribal council, having the connections with both tribes. People want them as the number because they're obviously the swing votes now. Because when it's five and five and they're two in the middle, it's um that's sort of where you want to be, I guess. So I guess it depends how it shakes down next week with the two tribes of six. It, it could be anything really because it depends on like the iterations of those two tribes, where Caleb sits, where Emily sits, that could make a huge difference. So it's really hard to predict going forward what's going to happen, but. I think Emily's in a great spot. I don't know if Caleb is anymore, just given he got 11 votes. Yeah, I don't think he's in a great spot, but I I have a feeling he's still not down and out. He's um He's got some legs under him. And, like, we've seen people use you've just voted me out to their advantage in the past, and Caleb is definitely one of those people that could do it. His social game is impeccable, other than the point that it got caught so easily in this episode. Um, I just want to bring up a few, just a few very quick points. So these are things that we learned as soon as they got to the fake merge. And that is Kendra is definitely bellow strong, even with Bruce. Uh, Caleb wants Lulu to be the swing vote between Reba and bellow. Bruce and Emily forgive each other, but Bruce still wants to get her. And Dee doesn't care about anyone but the Reba four. She's happy to vote anyone else out but the Reba four. Yeah, that, that 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 all checks out with me. Yeah, that's all pretty... That all happened, yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all good. Yeah, that all happened. They're just things that I have a feeling may pop up, like they wouldn't have told us unless there's a reason behind it. Yeah. We also have Austin. I'm actually a little bit annoyed that Jay Meyer sort of went home this episode because Austin is really upset about this fucking sandwich. Oh, the sandwich, the vendetta. He, the sandwich, the vendetta. <laughs> Um, I sort of like this is it's almost as funny as the Katura Bruceiveness beef, yeah. isn't it? The amount of times he brought it up. And I'm it, like, dude, it's a sandwich. Get, get over it. Get over it. It's a sandwich. You're not supposed to eat in Survivor. This is the point. This is part of the reason you play. But this could have brought down his game if she stuck around because of this hatred. Like what happens with Katura and Bruce? Yeah, especially when he just had the merge feast. Like he, he should, the sandwich can probably be let let go now. We've we've done the sandwich. You missed your sandwich. You got an amulet too now, which is now uh, after Jamie going, he's more powerful. So it's not all that bad for Austin. He's in a pretty good spot here. I like I like what he's doing. He's got his two advantages and um, he's got his foursome. He looked maybe to have the power. So look, he might have lost the sandwich, but Austin's found himself in a great spot. Yeah, he definitely has. Look, the Reba four. Uh have the power. They are definitely the tightest four in the game. We obviously have Drew and Austin who have that relationship with Emily 
that's a huge thing. Obviously, Caleb's a big floating number at the moment, and from what we saw, they put in the work after Caleb was saved. Uh, Sifu is still Reba, and he's probably still thinking Reba strong. He seemed to be in a lot of the chats today. That's definitely, like, that's a majority, quite comfortably. Yeah, you'd have to think so. I'm not so certain where Sifu actually sits. He seems like the biggest wild card of the cast. He just seems like he doesn't have any friends almost. Like, he's sort of in the Reba group fine, but he doesn't seem to have a close, like, alliance with anybody. And, he, and you see him sort of floating around and, and trying to chat. But I feel like a lot of the stuff he does is just, he just comes off as a weirdo rather than this guy I want to work with. You know, he's doing, like, the, the Dragon Ball Z coming, coming hard, like, trying to melt people. While this, you know, it's like, what are you doing, bro? And he's, like, rapping and beatboxing to the, the dancing stick insects. It's like, <laughs> the dancing stick insects. Just make some alliances, Steve. Try and get into the people's good books, you know? Talk to them like normal people. Yeah. He's um he's definitely a wild card, but he's a wild card that is still bleeding red. Yeah, I'm I'm I reckon I he, he would jump. Like ship. he was he was going after Jay Meyer, he he was talking yeah. I think he may jump ship as soon as he works out exactly what's happened. Yeah. Like Julie's got this gun, this this at D if she wants it. All she has to do is say, hey, Sifu, D was actually the one that wrote down your name. JMI just took the blame. Mm. Like, holy shit, like, we could see Sifu erupt. Not just in his confessionals. We might see it in real life sort of thing. Um, let's let's start talking about Bruce because Bruce has such a big part of this episode. Yeah. Um, both good and bad, mm. I think. Um, obviously, we start with, he gets the beware advantage. And he makes it clear that he's not with Keturah, which which we knew. Everyone in the tribe at the at the um, New Lulu sees him do it, except Keturah. Jake lets us know that Keturah was on the bottom of that tribe. So from the information that we're getting from this episode, it was Kelly, Bruce, and Jake. Yeah. With okay. Caleb floating between the two and Keturah pretty much by herself. And, like, obviously we see Jake's little thing with the rings trying to sort of put some mischievous stuff into there just so they can find this idol. We're under the influence that Bruce finds this with the, in that last 10 minutes before they leave for the merge. Do you believe this is that's it or just a production <laughs> well, trick? It's, it's, I think it's a bit of editing magic there. Whether, whether I'm not really sure when he found it. But my question is, what if he didn't find it? What if he just can't find that idol and he leaves that camp? Can he not vote for the rest of the game now? Because there's no chance he's going back to Lulu to get it. Yeah, I'm. I'm not too sure. I loved. I love yeah, it. If he I, didn't like, find it. I think it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, all of a sudden, he's just in the game and he's powerless for the rest of the game. Can't vote for the rest of the game. Can't vote for the rest of the game. It's like you can't win that vote back unless you unless you like get your little boat raft, travel back to Lulu and try and find it. Like I don't. That's the rules. Like you, you took the boy around him. That's the risk you take. Like it would have been great that's- to see. That's almost a pretty much given ticket to like the final nine or t- uh, like nine or eight because, oh, I can't vote. I'm useless. Uh, no one's got any reason to vote you out until you need sort of a unanimous vote to sort of settle the merge a little bit. Yeah, uh, let's just play that out because that is interesting. And I know it hasn't happened, but if, if you can't vote ever, do you get taken right to the end because you have no power at all or do you just get topped off because you're not a number for anyone? I, I think I think you get chopped off as soon as you would need one of them settler votes. We've all seen those settler votes where sort of it gets to that 
top nine, final nine, final ten, final eight sort of area. And every there's been a war, it's all gone on, and everyone sort of just needs to choose one target. But why would they? So, why would they ever target you? Because you can't do anything. Like, you, you can't hurt it's anyone's like back. a settler. It's like a settler vote. I'm not so like sure. you play volleyball, like a little a little spike, <laughs> a little spike. <laughs> a spike's an aggressive move. A little move. spike. Yeah. Okay, no, sorry, not a spike. What's the, what's the other one? Where you fucking just what just I... put it up so then they can spike a set, a set, a set. I set it up. It's yeah. a set. So right. And Bruce, do you really think they're going to live with Bruce till the end of the game? Well, <laughs> certainly not Katura, but mate, yeah. another another player might be brought. <laughs> anyway, let's let's that's completely yeah. fictional. Let's, let's not get into that too much. <laughs> um. But anyway, so we so still talking about Bruce. He gets he's left out. He gets to this fake merch tribe. He's left out. Do we class Caleb like the Caleb attack as Bruce's move? Because even though he's much he's very much on the bottom, and if his t- team loses, he goes home from what we expected. Yeah. But like at the merge feast, three names were brought up: Emily, Jay Meyer, and Caleb. And Bruce was banging this Canadian drum. He was. Banging it like a motherfucker to the point that he pissed off Katora. Yeah, like I, I give credit to Kendra and Bruce for the throwing the name out there because what I didn't like at the start when Bruce has got no friends, he's like, no one's talking to me, no one's doing anything, and it's like, Bruce, you go talk to people, and then we hear him say, I wanted to lay low, and it's like, there's a time for laying low, and there's a time for action and aggressiveness, and when there's thirteen people at the merge where. Sort of nobody wants to throw a name out. This is the time to strike. This is the time to put a name out there and get something done. And I didn't like the first half of the episode where he wasn't doing that. And he's like, oh, I'm annoyed that Caleb's talking to everybody. It's like, you should, you should be doing this. This is your job now. You need to take action. You already have this persona and this character that's bigger than a lot of people. You're going to be a target. You need to take control now. And I didn't like that he wasn't doing that. What we see after the merge when he becomes safe is a sort of a different approach. And he's the one that goes to Drew and says, hey, Drew, it's got to be Caleb for these reasons, blah, blah, blah. And Drew gets on board. And that's something you should be doing regardless if you're safe or not. You need to take control because he should understand how he comes across to everyone else as that two-time player, you know, a big threat because everyone knows you. And you know, just, he even calls himself like a TV celebrity already. So he needs to do yeah. something. And it, eventually, yeah, he did. But I think maybe if he wasn't immune, he might not have done that, which I think is poor gameplay. I, I do think it's poor gameplay, but at the same time, he seemed to be aware. He aware that he can't just come in and be that person that he is, and that is the leader. No matter whether he's trying to hide it or not, he is the leader. He does say to Caleb earlier in the episode that I can't do what I was doing at Bellow where I was sort of steering everything and I was the leader of the tribe. Like, And Caleb's social work is the... Re- like, it's, it bit him in the ass. If Bruce did that, it would bite him in the ass and Bruce would definitely be out next time because Bruce does not have the skills that Caleb has. Caleb gets in trouble this episode because of his social game and how good it was. Bruce trying to do the same thing would be a disaster. He would piss off even more people. Him laying low and having a bit of a bitch, not good gameplay, but... I think he comes out of it better than if he did go on the full offensive and start talking to everyone because everyone will pick up how annoying he is. And then you've got Katura and Caleb in the background saying how annoying he is. It's it's going to get into people's mindset and it's going to fuck him up. No, that's fair. That's fair. He can't play like Caleb. I get that. But there's still a certain level of just like chatting and social social gameplay that he wasn't doing. 
And it's not like you have to go in there and say, we must do this, we must like do that. There's a way around it just to sort of ease into the merge, get to know the people because you don't know these people yet and sort of build something to work off and maybe just drop hints as to who you want to go home. Um, but anyway, we see him recover pretty well. I actually thought he, he handled the, the back half of the episode like a lot better. Um, overall, I thought he had a pretty good episode. Uh, so yeah, Bruce. Yeah, he, he was able to keep his Bruceiveness to a de- on the down low. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Perhaps for one more week, and then I mean, Katura is going to keep. I think I honestly I can see just Katura like just turning the knife in his back for the next few weeks, just like getting under everyone's skin about you know Bruce is just an idiot and everything he says, and every, you can see him just she, she's going to undermine him at every every time she can, I guess. Yeah, and Caleb Caleb's going to beat that drum as well. Mm. We've we've heard about Caleb beating the drum prior, but now he's got a real reason to. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, now, I mean, it's it, I guess Caleb had sort of everyone's Caleb's target because everyone voted for him. So he might he might decide to sort of focus on Bruce. But I'm not. I'm yeah. I'm really not sure how Caleb's going to take this eleven votes and where he's going to. We're saying he might go back to Reba, but I, honestly, I could see him going anywhere and even building something new with Emily and a couple of other people. Maybe Katura who's on the outs. Maybe Kendra who's sort of. A bit of a loose cannon, or a loose player rather, and, and then if, yeah, pick up a, pick up a seafood. Yeah, yeah, maybe pick up sort of the misfits, and then if Emily has a bit of a connection with Drew and Austin, maybe there's numbers there for one or two votes. Like there's options there ahead to sort of wrangle together the underlings of both sides. Nah, definitely, definitely. Uh, do we think that this re before has been seen? Do you think anyone's noticed? Because Caleb even brings up the three Reba girls. He doesn't bring up Reba as a whole. Yeah, that is true, and it's interesting. But um, well, it's hard to not notice it. Like, there's five Rebas left. Seafood's obviously not the same. Like, I wouldn't class... You, you don't look at him and say, oh, he's definitely in this, this tight alliance, because he just doesn't have that... I feel like there's an air of Seafood that just is, a, like, a carefree attitude, and it's not... He's, he's a loner. <laughs> yeah, he, he's such a wild card. He's a loner. Yeah, that's right. Whereas the other four, you sort of assume they'd be together because they're original Reba. But I guess you could say the same thing about Bello, and that's not what we see. So uh, whether or not it's seen or not, I'm not sure. I do think they're pretty powerful about going forward. I do think they're the tightest four in the game, as Drew said, and they will probably, like, have a big say in what happens. But, again, like, we can't look too far ahead because next week it's two tribes of six... And if they just get the wrong split, we could send two of them home, you know? Like, it, it's all so up in the air with these new era stuff, you know? Like, what's wrong with just a 12-person vote? Because <laughs> uh, then it ends up being 6-6, six, six, and they got a re-vote, and then we might go to Rocks, and it could be 10 people going to Rocks. Isn't that mean, perfect the, TV? <laughs> I would love to see a 10-person Rock draw. That'd be great. Yeah, but how often is it? Tribe at 12, 6, 6. Usually, again, it's another settler vote where everyone decides on one person and they do it. I think the du- the double elimination saves Caleb from being that 11 to 1 again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's pretend that Caleb's on the tribe with the four Reavers and Caleb and, and one other. Like, it's probably him going home. Probably. So, but he has, I think he has more of a chance with it split in numbers that are undefined as of yet than he would have if all 12 went because all tw- uh, Reba and Bello would continue to put this war off that little bit longer and it'd just be a nice settler vote and Caleb goes home. Yeah, look, I, yeah, I could see it happening for sure. But yeah, like, like I said, it's hard to know anything going forward. Just with, with the whole up in the air of next week, it's just so hard to... To really project. Yeah. 
Um, I did want to talk about the Bruce and Drew chat. Um, that his chat, uh, Drew's chat with Bruce, and this is why I'm, I very much liked Drew in this episode, proves Caleb's a good pick, and I agree that it was smart for Reba to vote Caleb instead of Jay Meyer. The reason for that, obviously, Jay Meyer is still Reba. Yes, she's. they all reckon she'll cut him, but they don't think she'll cut him yet. And he convinces Boston and Sifu, who are very much against Jay Meyer. They want Jay Meyer gone to go with the Caleb vote. This is why I was very happy with how he said it. I also believe it was very smart of all the Reba to vote for Caleb and not split the vote and not push a split vote because that getting back to Jay Meyer, Caleb, say Caleb did go home, there is a split vote that pushes Jay Meyer straight away from them. Whereas not splitting Jay Meyer staying gives them that option in the future or at least the blind side about getting her out next. Oh, no, for sure. I thought Drew handled it really well. Like, he's presented the option of keeping his, pretty much keeping his Reba six together and, uh, having, and having the other trial, Bello, not targeting them. Like, it's, it's, it's a win win situation. Like, why wouldn't you do that? You keep Jamar on side for another vote. So she's still in your six, she thinks. So you have a bigger number going forward. There's one less player in the game. You haven't touched the other tribe yet, so they're not like this war hasn't started. Uh, I thought all round, yeah, great decision from Drew to to take that offer, I guess. He's happy not to piss off the bellows, like you said, kicking the hornet's nest thing. So it was good. And then Bruce obviously throwing out the name to kick it all off was, was you know, how it started. But, yeah, I thought it, they handled it really well, both of them, just to sort of say, hey, Let's sort of like put down our guns and let's just let's just get this com- common enemy of the other tribe, I suppose, before we hurt ourselves. Yeah, that's what I said. Settle a vote. It's a settle a vote. Yeah, exactly what it is. It's, a, <laughs> it's, it's a like set when you, it's like a volleyball thing. You know? <laughs> it's a volleyball thing. Like when you spike. No, I'm in set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, we we actually haven't had that much beer into it. We've been so focused on the numbers here. This has been awesome. Well, it's a pretty heavy episode. Like it's a it's the first, it's the merge. So everyone's coming together on one beach. There's so much going on because there's 13 players we have to get to, and it's 90 minutes. So there's a lot of a lot more than what we've been not like more than what we've been, we've been seeing because we've been seeing them jump around between the three tribes. Everyone's a little segment, but when it's one tribe, we're going to get so much more information in the next few weeks. Just given that it's one beach now, we're not we're not traveling around three different tribes. So it's great. The 90 minute episodes now will really come into their own. And I think this having 90 minutes in, in, after the merge is so good because it's going to be so much. We're actually going to get a clear idea of what's actually happening. Yeah. That, that is until we get to like the final six and then there's a dominant four and it's just going to knock out a person that we know is going home and then knock out another person we know is going home. And then they've really got to ramp it up and find shit to chuck in there because we yeah. all know that's where Australian Survivor sort of starts suffering. <laughs> yeah, that's true, I suppose. But like, uh, you know, a bit of editing magic and making things seem that like things that they're not. They always do that misdirection. Yeah. Um, yeah, they always, they always present two options yeah. that could happen. So you're still going to be edging exactly. the seat regardless of what yeah. you think. Yeah. Are we going to have to extend our podcast times like just that little bit so we can actually get some banter in here be- between <laughs> the buffs and the blind sides? <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll just yeah, we'll make uh, ninety minute episodes. Yeah, no, no, yeah, that's right. <laughs> if you wanted to, uh, I'd rather not. But <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got enough stuff going on next. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, look, let's. Um, I wanted to talk about some of the bigger things that happened at Tribal Council. Uh, so. 
everyone was having a really good old time. Everyone was perky or office hours. Some people are on office hours, some people aren't. And then Caleb speak, speaks and everyone goes silent. It. I don't know if you picked up on that, but it was, you could see sort of, not the resentment, but like the guilt, the shame, <laughs> like he's speaking, mm. We got to stop. We've got to stop laughing. We've got to stop talking. Yeah, I think because when you know you're voting for someone, you probably do feel somewhat bad about it. But also, he was probably saying some more serious things, especially when he. I thought he did a really good pitch when um, when Super's like, "Well, who do you who do you suggest if it's not you?" And when he said, yeah. "Well, I think Jay," and I thought his pitch here was great. He's like, "We got the three Reba girls." Like it's, it's he, he, the way he pitched it was like, "This is good for D and Julie as well to get rid of that three to get this illusion that you are a three out of here." It's good for everyone's game if Jay's gone. I, I, the way he sort of worded it, I was like, wow, this is a... I, I, I would could definitely consider it. I thought it was a great pitch. And um, he sort of exposes this threesome and says, if you get rid of Jay, we're not going to think of you that way. So, yeah, he did really well. No, I no, I, I I agree. He did really well. He did so well, he guaranteed that he was going home. Yeah, well, that's... That's how well he yes. did. He, yeah. he, there's, there's this, that fine line with you've got to do so... You've got to... Bring it up. You've got to say something, but if you say it too well, and he really said it well, it guaranteed everyone was going to vote for him because of how well he argued, how good of a case he brought up. It proved how big of a threat he was. That's yeah, that's the thing. Because I think uh, Jay said it. It's like, we, we, we know this from Caleb. He's like a salesman, and he just did such a good job. And he has this reputation now as like, everyone sort of said it. Everyone that sort of interacted with him is like, he's such a, the most social guy in the game. Bruce says he's the most smiliest player ever. And now he's got his but reputation as this big salesman. He's done this big pitch at Tribal, which is great. Everyone's like, well, this is, he's just too good. Like he's, he's almost too good for his own, his own good, you know? Like he's like, yeah. if, if he was just a, a worse player, he would be a lot safer. If maybe he didn't talk as much, like maybe like Batman instead of being Canadian. <laughs> if he was just the Canadian, perhaps, yeah. <laughs> if he was just Batman, he wouldn't have said anything. Oh, if it's Batman, yeah. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> Get Jay Meyer out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good impression. Though. That's good. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm Batman. <laughs> I know. I'm serious. I am Batman. Have you seen me and Batman in the same room together? That, I've like, got to I be haven't. Batman. This is fact. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to be Batman. Uh, I loved Drew's quote here. We've seen some big hits here, and I'm excited to see if they're home runs or strikeouts. It was good. Yeah, that got, good. A re- that got a reaction for everyone. I was like, oh, that's so good, Drew. It was all right. It was fine. It wasn't that special. but It was good. The only other time where we've seen it at Tribal Council where people get, like, excited about an analogy. I remember Christian did one in, like, the first David and Goliath Tribal. Something about a roller coaster. Everyone's like, wow, that's so good. And this is, like, the second time we've ever seen, like, people react to, like, a good analogy. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um- We've also got, uh, like, Caleb with that uh, buying lotto tickets, <laughs> buying a lotto ticket for his vote. Like, these are the TV moments that you you don't get cast on this show unless you can whip out something like this. Oh, yeah. These, these absolute cliched one-liners. Well, he, he's, <laughs> probably, he's probably about it all day, you know. He's, he's like, I'm not on playing my shot in the dark. He's sitting at Tribal Council. I think there's probably hours in between of downtime where he can sort of, in his head, work out, what, what's the perfect line right now? And, you know, he'd come up with the lotto thing, which is good. And that's what, that's what you want. Like, if you're going to make a big spectacle, make it even bigger by saying something cool, you know? Exactly. Look, Luke Toki, Simon, me, David, they're all 
they they are all such big names in Australia because of these one-liners. I remember in David Gannett's deep dive for his Ostar performance, he said that the one thing that Luke taught him was to be big in the confessionals and to pre-think his one-liners, pre-think his voting confessional one-liners. And that's why he's got all this good stuff like the Iron Man reference and stuff like that. That's because it, yeah. they, they've got plenty of downtime. They've probably got it. They've got a lot more downtime in Australia. But and uh, they can think up these things. And that's why we watch them on TV. And that's why they're the biggest names. They're the people we think of. We don't think of Pia. We don't think of... Uh, who, who else? I can't think of anyone <laughs> because these exactly. are the big names that, think, no, that, I think, that think their shit up. That's George. That's all that sort of yeah. stuff. There's a difference between playing the game and playing the TV game. You know, people. Some yeah. people understand how the cameras work and how, how to really make a show of it, a bit of showmanship, and other people are just there for the actual game. And there's a huge difference. And I love the players that are there for the showmanship more than the game. You know, that's that's what I that's what I like seeing on the TV. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty even with that. Don't get me wrong, I love those players that play those big games, but at the same time, I'm here for the strategy, mate. <laughs> which is which is harder, which is harder to justify. But there's but a not, reason me and you have a podcast. It's because we talk like this as well. Yeah. Get us on Australian Survivor, guys. Come but that's on. the thing, right? I want to jump in there because you say you'd rather the strategy, but that's the thing. Everyone's playing the same way nowadays, and I, I'm I'm a little bit over it. Everyone wants to lay low, lay under the radar. Nobody wants to throw names out. Like we see Jake talking to uh, D. Like, oh, who, I don't want to throw the name out because I know how it works. But like, everyone's so scared to play nowadays because everyone wants to play optimal survivor where you lay low right to the end and then pop up. Like, that's not fun anymore. And everyone's doing it. And I'm, I'm really getting over it. And that's why George was such like a breath of fresh air because he was so different and so like brazen and out there. And that's so much more fun. And it's so, I, like, even like we see Bruce, I want to lay low. J- Jake wants to lay low. Kendra wants to just fly through. Like, everyone's saying the same thing. And it's like, get out there and say the names. Do something. Take control. And if it, it might cost you your game, but I'll, I'll love you more. And I'm sure that a lot of fans will love you more because you're doing more things. I, I completely agree. This new era of Survivor has made it like that. They've, you've have to be, you have to be, you have to lay low. You can't be too social. You have to do that. Whereas Australian Survivor, which in those first four or five seasons, like David Gannett's season, where he he played a beta game to a point, yeah, um, and he forced himself to, and then Mark Wales ha- forced himself to, but Haley Leak, even Liz, like the George, the George run that Liz ends up winning, we can see that Australian Survivor sort of transforming a little bit to that. to that next era of American Survivor where the quiet game isn't always the best game. Sometimes you have to play ruthless. And unfortunately, America has to re-remember that. And we'll get there. I know we'll get there. We just hope we don't get cancelled before we get there. Yeah, I just think they're a victim of their own, like, uh, format. And I think we discussed it last season, calling it the scared era, because everyone is that little bit scared to do anything. And that's, like, it's the way this game's structured with the three tribes of six. Like, there is nowhere to hide. And then we go to this yeah. merge vote where half of them are immune and there's nowhere to hide. And the next week we're going to two tribes of six and you can't, you can't hide amongst the numbers. So you, if you are this massive threat, you just get chopped down. And like, I don't really blame the players, but it's, 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 it's making for a lesser TV experience for everyone else. Exactly. Those big players get cut. Those Jesse's and everything, they get cut at the final four, the final five. It's that simple. There's, 
No, no big, big players get to the end of the game. We get the Gabler wins. We get the Erica wins. And this seriously, it proves it. This episode proves it. This is the scared era, era of survival. This is mm. the scared era of survival. Look, it's still good TV. Like, I still enjoy watching it. I just think... Oh, it's great I, TV. I feel like we get... Maybe maybe we'll spoil it with George and, like, how how, how good he actually was. And, I like, that season, the last season of Australia, um, Heroes vs. Villains, like, he, he really took Survivor to another level. And maybe I'm comparing it to that too much because that's what I want to see yeah. more of. And we probably... He's a bit of a unicorn, George. We're not going to see many like him again. Um, I just... Maybe I'm, I'm waiting for the next one, I guess. Yeah. It's a it's a shame, but it just is what it is. We we live with it, and we keep talking about it, and we keep complaining about it. Yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> let's get back to the game we're watching, rather than this whole okay. meta conversation. Let's talk about yeah. the episode and what's happened. Look, the, the truth is, I don't have a whole lot more to say about the episode. I just wanted to bring up, like, it was cool in the challenge. We had two puzzles. That was a cool twist, where it was like puzzle, and then one puzzle shows the next puzzle, so it sort of forces you to split people up. Uh, yeah. Drew with the strong people was always going to kick ass. Like he's definitely the smartest sort of in that sort of era area. And then having the strong people get him there to give him that head start was like, it made it easy for Katora to pick that. Right. I mean, that, that tribe was absolutely stacked. They had Sifu, Austin and Bruce and Kendra's probably one of the stronger girls. And then yeah. Drew's like, Drew is physically pretty adept and he's also a good puzzle maker. Um, I thought, yeah, the Katora decision to choose a side. It's like, I feel like if you're in that, in that spot, you just sort of decide, you have to assume that you're going to lose. And it's like, will I be a target if I'm with them or with them? And so you try and pick the safer route that way first yeah. over the challenge win. But obviously she got both. So I think she picked the right tribe for sure. Like obviously in hindsight, it's easy, but that looked like they were never going to lose that challenge. Let's be honest. I didn't, I didn't even think of that. I genuinely didn't think of that, which is surprising because I think about Survivor so much about Victor. I know I'm supposed to be the strategist. That some there's holes in my in my thinking as well, but I didn't even think about that. Like, who am I the biggest? Where yeah. am I the biggest threat? Where have I got the biggest chance of getting voted out? Um, I think Tora was pretty comfortable this vote either way, just because she is a floater, and like Caleb would let know that she's a floater. She's not fully in that Bellow tribe, but anyway. I'm not uh, so sure. We, I think I think if she chooses the wrong tribe, she might be the target because Bruce is not on that side and he's immune, and he might say, "Let's get rid of Katura." And you know who else would get behind that? Everyone on the red team would also get behind that. So that's true. I honestly that's think she, if she, if she chooses the other team, she might be a target here. No, actually, actually, yep, that's good yeah. thinking. Why? Why? When did we trade places? Why are you the oh, strategist? Yeah, yeah. What oh, the fuck? You're always the brains. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm the brains. You're the brawn. <laughs> right, You're the I pretty guy, carry- and I'm, no, I'm joking. I just carry the podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just carry the podcast. Um, thank you, thank you. I don't know if everyone's listened to the our first UK podcast, but thank you so much, Mac. I want to say that out loud. You <laughs> really got me through that because I was not in a good way. Um, it wasn't your finest hour, but that's all right. That's what we're a team, so, you know. We work together. Exactly, exactly. I'll just quickly just throw up the advantage uh, The advantage watch. We've got Bruce now has an idol from what we understand is a full-fledged idol. We didn't hear anything to the contrary. Um, yeah, actually, which stop, is a little stop, bit... stop there for a sec. Yeah. yeah. Um, Austin had to do all these things to extend the life of his idol. What, why does Bruce not have to do the same thing? Oh, who knows? It's, it's, it's the new era of Survivor. <laughs> It's. Oh, is it because? It was, hang on. Must have found it too early. Yeah, no, I think because uh, Sabaya already found the one on Lulu. This is be a different type of idol. This is the re-hidden idol. So we never found yeah. the one on Bello. Yeah, they we never found it. Hey, they didn't. 
Uh, that's interesting, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we've got Austin, who now has a full-fledged idol and an amulet. Um, Kelly also has the amulet, so now that could be a steal of vote if those two were, work, were to work together. I don't. Th- I didn't see them have a conversation at all this episode. I think no. Austin still is pissed off about this sandwich, and he wants this <laughs> second full-fledged idol. Um, yeah. Kelly, I, I just don't know, because Kelly, I think, is the bellow that... I don't know, Kelly coming into this was almost my... Like, coming into this fake merge was my winner pick almost, but she really didn't get enough confessionals. I'm not seeing enough from her. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not sure if I agree with that anymore. She was yeah, very like, purple this episode. I think she's playing a good game, but I just think it just feels like that, like you said before, the Bellows could be the one tribe that goes down. Like, and she's sort of, I guess she, to me, she's like the best player in the Bellows. So she might be able to find a way out of it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, she didn't, she didn't really do a whole lot this episode, but yeah. Uh, yeah, she um, might get an got, idol. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Austin, get. Austin gets blindsided next episode. All of a sudden, fucking Kelly's got a full fledged idol. Kelly wins again. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drew, Drew has a safety without power, and we have Sifu who has a fake idol. Whether that comes up again or not, we're not sure. Mm. That might have just been for the pre-merge sort of era. So that's all like. That's all I got. Let's um, let's get into Jay Meyer as a as a player as a character. What's a memorable moments? Yeah, that, I, I I I I didn't love Jay Meyer. Let's I'm going to be honest. I did not enjoy her as a, as a character. I don't think she gave much in the confessionals. I don't think her gameplay was that great. She seemed on the bottom like the whole time. Um, I thought her move last week to tell Sifu that she voted for him was horrible, and um, I thought just just. I thought she could have done more to save herself, throw a vote somewhere else. And it, it, while we're there, I think Emily could have also done the same thing. If Emily knows everyone's voted for Caleb, and she knows Caleb's going to play shot in the dark, she should have put a vote somewhere else too, just in case it, it, it went back on her. Because because they're probably seen as a pair. If they miss out on Caleb, they might take Emily. But that's, let's get that, back to... Sorry. That's true. I love that. Holy shit. Yeah. Sorry, I want to get into that a little bit. That's That's so true. Emily was probably... I'm actually annoyed now, after you saying that, it was in Emily's best interest to vote Jay Meyer. 100%. 100%. In that first. I, I, I think Jay Meyer, yes, obviously in hindsight, it was probably better if she voted Emily, but she had more sort of wits in the game, whereas Emily, not voting for Caleb, she sort of gets away with it almost, like, because it's a given. Well, no, but you yeah, can hide. Caleb. You can hide in the numbers. You don't, you just yeah. say, I didn't do it. You say, I voted for Caleb. And who's going to question you? Like, how can they pinpoint who it is? Yeah. You blame it on Sifu or someone. Yeah, yeah. Or like no one's going to work it out. Been, yeah, who's been beating that drum? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, you know that Caleb's playing the shot in the dark. You should you should say, if he's going to play it and he hits it, I want to be in control of the vote. And when you're, when you're not immune, it's so, like, important to make sure it's not you. Yeah. That, well, that it's, guarantees. That, that may, means I've made the right decision with who I'm giving my buff to because Emily was a very close second. Yeah, well, yeah, I so, didn't think she handled that overly well. This is a chance yeah, to take control, right. and she didn't do it. And imagine that move on your resume at the final trouble. Like, I had the forethought to do this, and I was the one vote that that got someone out. You know, and it didn't have to be JMI. It could have been D, a bit of a power player, or, or yeah. you know, maybe J- it could have been anyone in that in that six. That's true. That's true. Because yeah, there's yeah, you can lie on that. That's awesome. Well, d- fucking hell, Mac, you just you're just whipping it out here. 
I'm just, Fuck, <laughs> mate, this, this, this little bit of holidays, this last week and a half of holidays, it's let your head recharge and you're actually a smart dude now. It's refreshed my mind. I, to be fair, I think I deliver this sort of content every week, but maybe you just... Okay, well, I'm glad you You're in your own that. head. <laughs> um, anyway, right, let's continue. Uh, Jay Meyer, as a player, uh, she was horrible. I didn't I didn't respect her gameplay, throwing herself, herself under the bus for sea, at, uh, to Sifu, blah, blah, blah. I did, I did not enjoy it. She obviously came off as... Uh, Sneaky and like we hear multiple times from D, Julie, J. Meyer will throw me under the bus at any time sort of thing. So her player, not so good. Her character, I don't think I was so down on her. I liked her character. I thought um, she was different. She was a different type of character and I, I quite enjoyed watching her play. I enjoyed her confessionals. They were a lot more to the point. Um, my memorable moment for her was actually her possibly working out the flag or working out that the flag was something. Oh yeah. yeah um, with on. the Austin, with the Austin um, idol, the first trial that he had to do to get his beware advantage, his beware idol. Um, and will she return? No, I don't see her returning. I don't think she gave enough to the TV screen to return. But she was nice. She'll definitely be remembered. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure. I think what we missed out on, like this girl's supposed to be a singer. Like sing a song in the confessional. Make up a song on the spot. Become iconic. Make this yours. You know, you're a survivor player now. Make it special. Um, she, you know, she, sing a song. Look, the only, the, the person that I always think of, singer, survivor, Chase Rice, um, holy shit, he pissed me off. <laughs> and she didn't piss me off as much as <laughs> he did. He's now the biggest name to ever come out of Survivor. Yeah. I love his music, but fuck, I hate him as a person. And <laughs> he just complained the entire time. Whereas her, if she does make it big, I'll be proud to have watched her and not have hated her game. I hated her confessionals. I hated her as a person. Okay, before we get to our buffs of this week, uh, let's let's have a look back at what we said for next time on Survivor with our predictions from last week. I'm just going to lay it out how I see it. Now, I do think that the Bellow tribe is less fractured. There's more there. I know Katura and Bruce against each other, but I feel like this storyline's in for the long haul. So I'm going to say that, obviously, everyone goes to Tribal Council. Reba will be targeted, and I think Seafood might be just collateral. I know he's on the outside. He's the one you want to keep in, but I just think that everyone sees him as his physical threat, and Seafood could be the merge boot. <laughs> Okay, okay, well, that was horrible. To, to be fair, I didn't know who was immune, and uh, I guess Reba wasn't targeted, but a Reba person went home, so. Yeah, yeah, Reba, Reba wasn't targeted. Now, let's, um, let's listen to mine, Mac. I yeah, just want to, I just want to hear what I said. Maybe you're a bit closer. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't see it going to merge because it's just the new age of survivors, so they're getting split in two. And then someone's on the outside and he has to do the bet thing or she has to do the bet thing between the two tribes. Well, that, that's, that's pretty accurate. You did, you did it's, it's, there. it's very accurate. It's, it's like I've noticed this new era or something. <laughs> okay, so you get one point for that. Yeah. I do think it's Sifu or Jay Meyer going home in this next episode. So, just to change things up, I'm going with Jay Meyer. Jay Meyer goes home. She's collateral for the Reba Bello War. 
Okay, I, 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 I think we just like scrub out a little bit there, and we just hear Jay Meyer goes home, and Buckles wins. <laughs> well, say I'll give you the win, but I will say she wasn't in this Reba Bello war, and she was collateral no. from a shot in the dark. So look, you got the points, but I, did, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear any of that. All I heard was Jay Meyer <laughs> goes home. Okay, there was there was a whole lot of like white noise behind that, and then Jay yeah. Meyer goes home. Buckles wins. <laughs> Very good. Well done. Boom goes well the done. dynamite. Yeah, Caleb, Caleb wasn't brought up at all between either of us. So no, we did not see that coming at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he was very low on my list of people who could go home. And look, he didn't go home. So <laughs> I guess we're yeah. right. <laughs> we were right, I guess. All right, next week on Survive, what, what are you thinking, Mac? So, yeah, it's it's a little bit tough because of this split up next week. So we have to assume that anyone with an idol will be safe because they'll probably play in a small tribe. So someone without an idol... Someone that is sort of a, uh, maybe on the outs of any sort of groups. So I'm looking at people like maybe like a Sifu, maybe like a Kendra. Uh, I mean, Caleb surely is another target. But then someone's going to be immune as well, so he might win the individual part. This is really tough. I'm going to go with... Uh, uh, let me go with Kendra. Kendra's going home next week. And the other person? Because there's two people going home next oh, week. Oh, there's two people. Oh, well, I'll go, just go Sifu then as well. Sifu and Kendra. Yeah. Uh, um, look, I think Caleb, I think he his name gets brought up, but I don't think he gets written down. Or, yes, as you said, like there's going to be two immunity, like uh, individual immunity idols, one in each of these six. Um, I definitely see it as Bellow. I think Bruce, if he doesn't win, win gets aimed at, and he has to either... Bluff the idol or play the idol. Uh, I actually see Jake as quite a big target for next week. He seems quite accomplished at challenges. He's quite decent. And I'm going to go with... Yeah, I'm going to go Jake Katora. I think Sifu is... Yeah, I think Sifu jumps in on red. I think he's bleeding red for the time being. For at least next week anyway. So I'm going to go Jake and Katora. Oh, no, Jake and Kendra. That. Sorry, Jake and Kendra. I apologize. Jake and Kendra, not Katura. Jake and Kendra, not Katura. I think Kendra, uh, her witty, hippie chick stuff is finished as of next week. Yeah, I just think she might just be an easy vote in a, in a, in a group setting where she's not really with anyone except for, like, Kelly and, and Bruce, I guess. So yeah. she might just be the easy choice. Uh, I think what you're saying about Bruce's idol, uh, from what I can tell... Everyone knows about this idol now because Caleb's told the Reavers and then the Bellows know. So maybe, maybe Katura is the only one that doesn't know about it. So, um, it's a hard target to hit in a small tribe unless you can keep it a full secret, which that won't happen. So yeah, yeah. I don't think you need to bluff it because everyone knows about it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So anyway, so you've got, uh, Sifu and Kendra and I've got Kendra and Jake. Yes. Okay. Let's see how that plays out. Let's see how that plays out. There's so much thought put into this. We should really think about this ahead of time. I don't even put it in my notes. I guess on the spot. <laughs> so this is professional podcasting at its finest. Exactly. Hey, mate, I hit last week. I got I got the fake merge. I got I got Jay Maya going home. Like, yeah, I'm, it's a gut I'm, feel. I'm if you overanalyze it, yeah, if you overanalyze it, it's not going to work. You want that gut feel. Like, what do I actually think? The more you think about and it, the harder I'm, it is. Okay, let's get to Buckles buff of the episode, mate. This was a hard one. This was a very hard one. Yeah, without doubt the hardest week we've had. Uh, 
there wasn't like I didn't think there was any any standouts and even that many options. Like I can't give it to Caleb despite the shot in the dark hitting. He copped eleven votes out of eleven, so I can't reward that with a buff. Um, yeah. There wasn't many others that really jumped out at me, so I've gone with Bruce. So he starts the episode with an idol. He finds an idol. This is good. He, I mean, he wants to lower the threat level, which I was against, but comes back, wins a challenge. Good for Bruce. Immune. Good for Bruce. And then he's the one that throws Caleb's name out and gets everyone on side with that. So he's sort of the the one brave enough to throw a name out and then get enough numbers. He tells Drew, which was a super important conversation from what we saw, gets Drew on side. Drew tells the Reavers. So he sort of initiated the vote on Caleb. Um, and without anyone else really standing out, he was my pick for Buff of the Week. Nah, definitely. Look, I think Bruce... So I've got a few honourable mentions. Uh, Bruce was definitely at the top of the honourable mentions list. He did aim the target. He doesn't have a whole lot of power in this game, I believe. Um, so I couldn't give it to him, and he did sort of... Just his Bruceiveness. he's not... It, I still feel like he didn't have a great episode, even though... So many good things happened for Bruce. Uh, Jay Meyer, obviously not getting a single vote in the original one. I think that needs to be brought up, even though she got voted out unanimously after that. Sifu, I was quite impressed with. Not voting for Jay Meyer, even though he really has it in for Jay Meyer. I was impressed. He went with his Reba numbers. He's given himself legs in the game. I liked him this episode, and actually, I didn't hate his character this episode. I thought that quirkiness is starting to maybe rub off on me, like I'm I'm enjoying it a little bit. Emily was probably my number two until you said what you said. I very much liked how she didn't get a vote from anyone but Jay Meyer. She tells Caleb to play his shot in the dark, which saves her ally. Caleb probably would have worked it himself, but she sees that he is shot in the dark, level in trouble. Um, but, yeah, you're very right. I think um, she probably should have put the vote on Jay Meyer, even with everyone voting for Caleb. Yeah. So that I'm, that just proves that I'm happy with my choice, and that is for Drew. And that is pretty much for trying to keep Jay Meyer in his back pocket, convincing everyone not to split to keep this as an option. And I think he did really well. He is in the he's in a very good position. He still has an advantage. He's got the Reba four. He's got Sifu on the outside. He went up and talked to Caleb after Caleb was saved. I saw Drew as the best player this episode, which is interesting because I've been hating on his gameplay up until this point. I have not been enjoying him that much. So good on you, Drew. Lucky you. Yeah, Drew's had a pretty round. He's he's been in a lot of things. I quite like him on the TV screen. Whether or not he's good or not, I'm not 100% sure, but he's certainly involved, which I do like. And I like the way, I like his confessionals. He's, he's quite a good character. He must be near the top of the, um, the buffs, no? He's got a couple. No, he's got none. That was his first one. His first one. So, we'll take a- let's, let's, let's go through the buffs. We've got, we lost Sabaya on one buff. And then we're starting to get a bit stacked with the, uh, picket fence here, mate. I got Kelly with one, Caleb with one, Julie with one, Drew with one, Bruce with one. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, that's a bit of a picket fence. Then uh, that's a cricket reference, guys, for when you just score singles all day. Um, then we've got Austin with two and Emily's winning with four. And she, if she maybe voted for Caleb, I think she would have been winning on six. I mean, if she voted for Jay Meyer in that first vote, she would have yeah. been winning on six, I believe, from both of us. 
Perhaps, yeah, but ultimately she didn't. It's, it amazes me after six episodes, 12 buffs, there's only two people with more than one. That's how, I guess that's how rounded this season has been. No one's dominating too much, except for obviously Emily. And, um, it sort of sets it up for a good sort of second half of the season to see who can take control, who can get those buffs, who can actually take the power and use it more than, more than one episode, you know, which I'm excited to see. Exactly. We do find that before the merge, the buffs sort of go each everywhere, each there and everywhere sort of thing. And then it gets focused a bit more on two or three players throughout the post-merge because it's usually two or three players like Jam Jam or um, who was the little kid? Fucking Carson. Carson. Yeah. Sorry, all the names just run into each other. There's so many people. (laughs) This is all just one season. I don't know if you know, but the... 40, the 40s are just all just one season. Oh, right. But it's just a continuation. It's just a continuation. But I dare say, if Emily keeps going the way she's going, she's got a good chance to be one of those focus people. And I think Austin and Drew are both names up there. And I'm really looking at Julie. I'm looking at Julie to possibly get a few buffs coming up as well. Because we all know being the top, getting the most buffs is more important than winning the game. Yeah, I mean, that goes without saying. I think everyone knows that. Yeah, but I think what's I funny is like... I shouldn't have even said it. Even we haven't voted for the same person every week or ever. Maybe Emily got it. Because like everyone's getting one. So like even between the two of us, we can't agree on who's the best player, which sort of says no one is standing out and doing the great gameplay that we love to see. So hopefully there's some... Yeah, we can consensus vote on some people that are just so good. I'd love to see that rather than just mediocre performances getting a vote here and there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, well, that's that's it for me, mate. Um, what do you got going on? You're back from holidays. Oh, back to reality. It's uh, back at home and living life. Yeah, not much going on. Uh, we've got UK Survivor Sunday, Monday, so we'll probably get a pot out, probably be out Wednesday. And that's, uh, that's about it. I'm back to work on Monday and just back to normal life, waiting for the Christmas break. Waiting for the Christmas break. This is a nice sort of, you've only got like a month, month and a half to wait, so it's not too bad. I've timed it well, for sure. You've timed just, it you know, well. Just to get through. Melbourne Cup on Tuesday, so half day then. So. Yeah, you <laughs> I'm, I'm turning into you, mate. I'm barely at work. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> uh, talking about me not being at work, I've been on the couch all week, so that's been um, interesting. I've done uh, quite a few pods, and I've been trying to think straight, which is difficult, and we all know anyone that's listened to Survivor UK, not so good. So it wasn't a spider bait, guys. The doctor's got it wrong. I have shingles. Ooh, that's, that's hot. Tough. That's hot. <laughs> Any excuse for you not to work, I guess. Is that it? Any excuse? This is the first sick day I've had in years, but then again, I own my own business. That, that wasn't a hangover. That wasn't a hangover. <laughs> um, anyway, all right, everyone... It's been great. Get us on Facebook at Survivor Buffs, Blindsides, and Banter. Get us on Instagram at Survivor underscore 3BS. Get us on Twitter at Survivor 3BS. Tell a friend. Get us out there, especially the UK stuff. It's going to be really good coming up. It's a new franchise. Let's support it. Sorry, slow start from the UK episodes. I mean, it can only get better from here. The only way is up. Apparently, it's getting massively bagged over in in England, but... Um, hopefully the, the gameplay improves. Or it gets bagged out so much that people keep watching it anyway and it still gets brought back for a second season. I don't <laughs> care. Either it. way, either way, it's fine. <laughs> Any publicity is good publicity. Is that, is that, is that the that's, theory? That's it. That's it. That's it. Why do you think, why do you think we're so popular now? It's because 
we talk absolute shit. Oh, <laughs> 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 right. right, mate. Been a Thanks, Mac. Been a pleasure. Good on you, mate. Bye. See ya, bye. <laughs> Is this Survivor? Bro, are you listening to Survivor? Guys, I think this is Survivor. Dude, you must really like Survivor.